Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. You guys ready to start? We're ready. Woo! Perfect. Okay. Well, welcome. My name is Kelly, obviously. Who am I here with today? Uh, Brie Olson in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Bowman in the house. I see you're trying to match my voice in this one. Good, good try. Well, welcome to PR Hangover. You guys are both first timers also, so that's pretty cool. And you both recently went to the National Conference for PRSSA. Correct. Indianapolis, baby. Yeah, it's actually a cooler city than you think. Good to know. I've right. heard that. I thought it would be like an armpit because Indiana is just kind of like in the middle of nowhere, I would say. Valid. But... Indianapolis had a lot of like good restaurant chains that are in like downtown Chicago and it was large scale. I don't know. I was surprised. State Capitol building. How was that? Beautiful. Beautiful. Honestly. Yeah. The weather was just right. Not like it is right now for us Halloween town people. Yeah. It's very cold. Like 30 degrees cold. Yeah. (laughs) Not great. So this was, so Brie, you've been to regional conferences by PRSSA before. I have also. Okay. And then. Ashley, you've never been to – you've been to conferences, but not, like, student conferences. Right. Yes. This was my first conference as a student. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so what do you think? What was your kind of – and like, tell me about what you thought about seeing a bunch of other student professionals there. Yeah. I thought it was really um, overwhelming because I had never been around that many people probably, maybe, but um, I liked that the dress code was business attire just because I think it gave us all an opportunity to feel really professional and to um, kind of remind us why we're there for professional development and um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say right now. Yeah, do you think that it gave you guys like professional development? Like, do you think there were skills that you could, that you learned or maybe that you're able to utilize more so in that setting that maybe made it easier? Yes, I would say the conference as a whole, because obviously there was a lot going on in different sessions, different topics, um, the whole nine yards. I would say as a whole, it just motivated me um, to really just go after what I really want. And maybe some of the things that we learn about in classes aren't exactly what you want. There's something like more like fashion PR or something we don't talk about too much is like maybe sports management, public, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. There's just so many different realms, obviously, but it was very cool. Like Ashley was saying, like, obviously there were so many people from all over the country um, in one room and you could just, you know, look around and say, these are, you know, this is essentially your competition. And that was like hard hitting. Yeah. And you have to think about, you know, not all people want to stay in Michigan for the rest of their lives. A lot of people want to go to those big cities like Chicago, L.A., New York, and it just Indianapolis. Put- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who, who knows? Um, it just put things into perspective that this is your time and you can go after whatever job in whatever city and, you know, maybe get faced with rejection, but you'll never know unless you try. That's true. Yeah, I'd like to echo um, what Bree just said about um, being able to really break out into other interest areas that might you might not be able to cover in your classes. Um, I think that that's really a strong suit of this conference experience um, because I think 
there were times that a lot of us were in the same session together, but for the most part, we were breaking apart. Um, and so, you know, we can share notes with what um, we missed from the other ones. And um, I went to a tourism one, which was focused on tourism um, in Indianapolis, <laughs> which was really interesting. I mean, you'd think it there wouldn't be much to say, but it was really fascinating. And so um, I enjoyed being able to go to that. I went to one on blogging. I went to one on corporate social responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm still really new to the um, advertising and public relations program. So, um, you know, some of these things will probably come up in my classes, but it was really cool to be able to hear from people in the industry um, about these different areas outside of the classroom. So then I noticed that there was a lot of kind of being social media, but also, you know, I noticed that a lot of the connections were being made on social. I saw that both of you specifically were really, were really great at being able to connect with other members of different PRSSAs, you know, get pictures together and, and share different like tweets and communication via, via Twitter while also kind of being in the same area. Do you think that the social media and the digital aspect of that was really important to this? Yes. I think it was um, really important to the whole experience for me. Um, I, as I said, I was really overwhelmed by the amount of people there. So it was just cool to be able to connect with others who were experiencing the same thing and um, seeing the similar thoughts that other people were having, similar reactions and also very different reactions. Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to see how people are taking different pieces of information from these speakers or taking different things from the whole experience. Um, it was really interesting. And obviously other things come out of social media as well. Um, reactions from people who don't know how to use social media as a professional, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check out our blog. Yeah. There's a plug for that. <laughs> um, for me, social media, um, it's just like about keeping that network um, of college students our age and the seeking the same profession. And as mentioned, I have been to a regional conference last year. I went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati, sorry, I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and being at national conference, I'm seeing some of those people that I met at the last conference. So just keeping in contact and having like those. Um, uh, connections in different states is super cool. Like, I just feel like if I were to venture off into a different city, I would, like, call that person up and say, hey, I know you're from this area, like, let's grab coffee or something like that. It's just, like, building that network, even with um, not even professionals, but just uh, colleagues, future colleagues, you know? Yeah. I definitely think that I saw a lot of connections being made around other people on social network as well during the conference between professionals mm -hmm. and people who maybe were just part of the professional networking that kind of came together. So this is kind of, this is put out there as a social networking and more of like a networking event for people. Do you guys think that that was well executed in this national conference? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question because I think while the social media use was lit, as you kids say, um, I didn't feel a lot of opportunity to network in person with others. I know that there were events that were kind of um, geared specifically for that, like the social that they had on the first night, mm -hmm. um, but we had plans to go out to dinner as a group, um, so we didn't really stick around for that. 
Um, and then there were just 15 minutes between sessions. Everybody wanted to be able to, you know, talk to the speakers if they had a chance after the session. So it was just kind of, we were running from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of opportunities to network. Otherwise, um, I'm thinking of like breakfast when I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very early. <laughs> so, um, I, I know it was definitely presented as an opportunity to network, but, um, I know I personally could have done more to take advantage of that as well, but I feel like that was something that I didn't get out of the experience. I totally agree. Um, Again, it was just like the um, enormous amount of people. It's like, where do you start? But obviously, if you were stuck in an elevator with someone or things like that, it's like, oh, where are you from? That's the first question that, you know, transpired. But then you would pass business cards around and do as much networking as you can in those 30 seconds that you have in the elevator with someone. But I will say there was somewhat of a career fair that was like an okay networking opportunity. Um, For the most part though, it was like graduate programs, like trying to get you to come to their school, which um, I'm not thinking of being a graduate student. So that wasn't particularly helpful. But there was um, General Motors was there. Weber Shandwick was there. Shout out. (laughs) Edelman PR and uh, Nebo. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but those lines were super long because there were only a few. Um, uh, But I did stick around for that and wait in those lines. Um, only to be told, basically, go on the website and yeah. <laughs> But it's fine. That's fine. Making, you know, shaking yeah. someone's hand, giving them your resume in person. I love face-to-face communication. Can't beat it, especially in a competitive field. Speaking of resumes, um, there were two different opportunities to get your resume reviewed by oh, professionals. Awesome. And um, I missed the sign-ups for that, but Bree, were you able to take advantage of that? Yes, I literally missed the sign-ups as well, but I was like, <laughs> knock, knock, like, I'm here, like, let me in. Perfect. So they were able to let me in, um, and I actually found it funny because something that I was considering deleting from my resume as a whole to keep it in the one-page um, range, um, the lady I met with was like, no, you need to highlight on this, like, this sets you aside from someone else that you know these business terms or these financial terms or whatever from this job experience. And I was like, oh, cool, like, good to know. Never would have thought of that, so. Yeah, I think that from a lot of the times from when I've I've seen different resume kind of builders at conferences and at the Detroit conference, they did the mini um, career fair. And even then, they, they people kind of looked at your resume and they were like, oh, like, this is good and blah, blah, blah. So they kind of did like a little bit of like a makeshift of that. And I think a lot of the times I find that people are, including myself, I'm surprised at what people want to know. Mm-hmm. And when I recently got mine, my resume checked out, I was thinking, I have retail experience. And I was like, should I keep that on there? Because right. it's retail, but it's my long, like, it's not even my longest held job. So it's like, what is it really doing? And someone was like, no. Like, if you, if I see you work retail, I know your heart, like, it means, yeah. it means so much more than you think it does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that comes across with right. a lot of the jobs that people think as students that, oh, I have to have xyz internships with these big names and totally. and do all this stuff when it's more so do you have a job can you keep a job like anything like that right that actually reminds me of a session that i was at at nationals and it was what was the title let me think um he was talking about <laughs> i'm so sorry there was like 
so many sessions going on at once and you had to kind of pick and choose what you really wanted to go to. Um, oh. <laughs> whatever. I don't remember the name of it, but <laughs> his name was Fred Cook and he was the CEO of Go- uh, Go- Gobin? Go- Gobin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to look this up. I'm sorry. Okay, I found it. <laughs> Golan. Okay, CEO of Golan. Um, it's a global firm, okay, and the, it, the title of the session was Disrupting the Norm, and he started his um, speech. It was a very good, like, storytelling moment, but he started about all his experiences in the workplace he had, like, growing up, and they were not like, oh, I worked at this agency, this firm, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I was on, I worked as a ship, um, on a ship crew for like (laughs) this ship that traveled to Asia. And then I met, um, you know, I stayed in Asia for a while, learned the language. Um, Then he was like a tour, like a bus tourism guy. I don't know how to even like word that in California and just like all these random things. And I remember looking to Ashley Mamula and saying, what is this guy? Like, how, like, <laughs> he is so random, but he had a point. And that point was the more experiences you have, the more marketable you are as a person. And so his um, firm actually offers not an internship, but it's called an unturnship. And they basically send you off to a different country for six weeks and they have you, um, kind of learn the language, just absorb the culture and step out of disrupt the norm. <clears throat> yeah. And Wow, what a good tie back. Yeah. And come back to them with a video that you created from your experiences and kind of teach them something that they wouldn't already know from living in the US or living in Chicago. And yeah. So That's really cool. Very diverse. Yeah. So what about so it seems like there's a lot of sessions is there kind of like what was the average that you guys went to about so it was like a five-day event yeah you you mean how many people were there sessions how many sessions did you go to how many well um there were keynote addresses every day um and then during the breakouts there were four different ones that you could choose from so i'd say in a given day i think i went to at least four a day um, so by the end, my brain was mush. And right. Perfect. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. But also, you know, besides being just tired and, um, just all this information coming at me, it was also a feeling of going back to what Bree said of just feeling like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. This is affirming that I'm on the right track and this is the career track that I want. Um, it was really cool to feel the encouragement from feeling, um, that affirmation from what you were attending and, and the information that you were getting, just feeling how that connects with what you see yourself doing in the future. It was really cool. So what were some of your favorite? I mean, obviously the the one about differentiating yourself was important and stuck out to you. Are there, are there any other sessions that really, you know, kind of you thought maybe or maybe it didn't necessarily directly affect your life but maybe it kind of had it gave you a different insight or it helped you see maybe this is something I don't want to do or maybe this isn't maybe necessarily what I thought xyz meant because I know that Vera Bradley was there I know that there are a lot of big names there yeah I um as far as what I know I don't want to do um our keynote address one morning was from um uh, Mike Fernandez who was um vice 
president of communications, I think that was his title, of um, Cargill, and then um, Bridget Coffing, who was chief communications officer over McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I, I personally do not ever want to rise to that level. Yeah. I know that sounds like so totally like demotivational, but <laughs> I just know that I, I don't want to be in that position. Like, I don't want to work my way up. Um, I just think that would just be so much pressure. So um, I just know, while I think it's really interesting, the kinds of um, the kinds of problems that they faced and the ways that they even worked together, um, the two on the panel, um, it was really interesting, but I just know I would not ever want that level of responsibility on my shoulders. Um, and again, I know that sounds terrible, but that's, I, it affirmed that for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one session that really stuck out to me was um, one uh, by David Grossman. Um, his was called, I, I don't know exactly what it was called, but it was um, Respectful Authenticity mm-hmm. was his topic. And I think that it's something that is so important for college students to think about. Um, he was talking about, um, the subtitle was Bringing Your Best to Work and Bringing Out the Best in Others. So, he was really encouraging us to take the time to think about who we really are, what we really think, what we really like, um, taking the difficult road as opposed to the supposed to track. Um, and he was telling his own personal life story through the whole thing. And by the end, there was not a dry eye in the room. And I know um, a lot of people got a lot out of it. Um, I wish that it was recorded so more people could hear it. It was really cool. Um, I guess the one I liked, not the most, but was the one on event planning because that's mm. one of those ones that it's not really teachable, it, it, it could be teachable in school, but not in our program. It's more like event planning is planning an event. Like yeah. you just go do it. You learn from experiences, internships, yeah. whatever. Um, but the speaker was, uh, this is actually kind of funny. Can I swear on this? Sure, why not? Okay, she said she always carries an oh shit kit with her at events, and I don't know why this stuck out to me, but it was just like, she keeps like band-aids and EpiPens and Sharpies and tape and a list of the nearest hospitals and their phone numbers, and I don't know, it, it was just like a small little aha moment where you just constantly have to plan in everything you do, and to like accommodate the needs of your clients and expect for the unexpected and I just think that's like appropriate in like all life settings so event planning would be an interesting um realm I guess to tap into that I've never thought about as a former event planner I can tell you in fact it is a different (laughs) difficult job and a different kind of mindset you have to have of kind of it's I've been told that it's more of a realistic mindset as opposed to, like, you're optimistically realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, things probably won't go terribly, but might as well be prepared for if they do. Absolutely. Versus assuming that everything's just going to go well. Mm-hmm. So people say it's, oh, you're pessimistic. No, I'm, realistically, someone could have become an anaphylactic shock and that's where I have to go. Yeah. Like, that's that's a realistic thing. Is it highly possible? Highly probable? Not really, but it is possible, so. Yeah. She talked about how she, like, had to compile a 300-page, like, you know, when in doubt, like binder of just like anything that could possibly go wrong. And that was also touched on in the crisis communication um, session 
but they didn't end up using it. Like, but you have to put in that time and work and think, well, what if? Yeah. You know, just in case. That reminds me of the keynote address um, that we had um, on Saturday. Um, it was Allison Mellington. I think I slaughtered her last name, but um, <laughs> she oversaw the Super Bowl in Indianapolis when it was there. And she was talking about how she had three different binders for backup weather plans and everything. And I just immediately thought of Leslie Nope. And, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, that got me really excited for some reason. Like just being so on top of your game that you can have all of these plans there just in case something were to go wrong. Um, but of course nothing did in her case. She said they had great weather. Um, and then her session was also really cool because she talked about how Indianapolis was able to transform the Super Bowl from being just the Super Bowl to being this huge community mm-hmm. involvement. Yes. Um, she said, you know, civic engagement, talking about with an event of this size, understanding your community and how people will respond by gathering. Um, she talked about how there were some murals that were painted around town. Um, they planted 2012 trees by 2012, 2012. Um, there were volunteers that knit scarves for all of the volunteers that would be around during the Super Bowl. So it was just really cool because I'm not really into sports unless it's the Packers. And um, so just thinking about how the sport event does not have to be just about the sport and how the community can come together for something like this. I totally agree with that. She took all the words out Sorry. of her. No. <laughs> I did see a lot of that, that keynote online. Mm-hmm. It was, that definitely blew up Twitter. A lot of people wondering how can something that's not relevant to everyone become relevant to everyone. Yeah. And especially since, I mean, Super Bowl, everyone watches it, but there's many reasons as to why someone's watching it. And I think figuring it out that it's maybe not just because of sports and maybe it's because, you know, you, you as a community did something to help the Super Bowl happen. You might as well, might as well watch it. You already put some time and effort into it. Yeah. So I think that's definitely like that goes a lot with in terms of things that maybe your audience may not all care about I think that happens a lot on like school campuses like not everyone on the school campus is going to care about something Uh but if you can if you can get them involved and maybe get them to care about an aspect of it that'll go a lot farther absolutely yes (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you guys so much are there any other last minute things that you'd love to talk about right now about your experience maybe good or bad from national conference would you guys recommend people go yes absolutely I almost feel like it's a one-time thing. Like once you, obviously you can go to as many as you want and learn different pieces each time you go. But as a whole, it was, like I said, just like that motivation that you need to like kick you in the butt and like show you that this is real life. Like you can do it. You can start from nothing, work your way up the whole shebang. Yeah. And um, I definitely also recommend it to anybody um oh shoot I had a thought and I I lost it but um I I feel like there's so much more that we could talk about um and so definitely if anybody is curious about our experiences um and about my sessions that I went to I would love to talk about it because I really enjoyed it and yeah come find me so we did do a bunch of uh, blog series on different sessions a bunch a bunch of them a bunch. at least 12 um and 
so they're they're all up online and they're going to be kind of circulating around again. So definitely keep an eye out for that on Facebook and Twitter about all the different blog posts that you guys did. Bree and Ashley are um, authors of them. So you're kind of able to hear their words in terms of writing. And I think there's a lot going out about a national conference from other people as well. And I think that um, definitely keep an eye out. Would you guys say maybe more so Bree about how important regional conferences are also to kind of go to? Yes, because it's your legit region. Yes. So <laughs> that's always helpful. But regional conferences, not as expensive as national conference, obviously, but still like super beneficial. The layout is the same. You do sessions, um, breakfast. Obviously, you have to travel to a different state mo- more than likely. But plug. <laughs> in April, we will be... <laughs> Holding a regional conference right here in Beer City, USA, (laughs) Grand Rapids. So speaking of event planning that we just talked about, we're about to get it firsthand up in here. So I'll bring the EpiPens. You you bring the 30-page binder. Oh, shit, kid, (laughs) Yeah, there is one definitely coming up in Grand Rapids in April. So I'd say keep an eye out if you couldn't go to nationals like myself. Unfortunately, I could not go. Prior engagements happen, and now you have time to plan for it. In April, I just cleared my schedule already. So I'm super excited. Um, I think that all of us from PRSSA, Grand Valley Chapter, are. um, And I think that this national got everyone really pumped for the regional, as it should. Totally. (laughs) Yes. Great. So um, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for your inputs. Thank you. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.